right, uh, all right, chat. Don't go too crazy. All right, folks. We're back at it with a chaotic start. We're here with our very special guest, Dirtle Kingdom, who we're super excited to have on, and a minimal no-skill cast so we can let the king shine on all of his own time. We'll get our boys introduced. We'll get the king settled out. Starting right off with the Red Prince himself. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing great, and <laughs> going in with the Divinity shout-out there, Red Prince. I love it. I'm so excited. Our season finale is coming up, and that's some shit we got to touch on later because... Um, your son was there and things happened, but we'll get back to that later. That was, uh, that was an off topic. That was an off topic thing. You disappointed me. Moving along. Moving along with the awkward tension in the air. Frazier, how are you doing, pal? All right. Just barely getting my brain started. I feel that. I feel that, man. Cons will do that to you. It feels like the next three days you're coming off of a bender. Oh, yeah. And that worst part was I was only out there for a few hours and still, like, if you don't, it's like one of those things, it's endurance thing. If you don't keep doing it, oh, it kicks your ass. <laughs> I, I feel it. There's a lot of cardio actually involved, but we're happy to have you here. I'm so glad you woke up from your nap because I would have slept clean until Monday. And, and, did. That, and that leads us right into the man, the myth, the Dirtle King himself. How are you doing, man? It's good to see you. Hello there. I'm uh, I'm doing quite peachy today, actually. I'm having a good I day. Can tell. You were in the off-air startup for the stream, man. You were getting everybody riled up. It was like a freaking uh, public <laughs> enemy concert. Uh, that's that's the that's the beauty of entertainment and content creation. Just the amount of energy you can get from people. Yeah, the fact that your chant went zero to a hundred, screaming at us, each other, questioning the. Uh, taste of sasquatch himself like that was a weird weird conversation <laughs> we'll, we'll like, just make a podcast get to that point <laughs> that's the after dark episode yeah yeah the, it's the the dirtle after dark no skill uh after dark special vlog no skill in the dark. <laughs> i think this is when the dirtle fan fiction folder comes into play oh Honestly, yeah uh, don't remind me of the requests them pages about to be thick oh boy A special cameo from sasquatch himself <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness anyways before we fall down that rabbit hole nightbot keeps asking me if i like what i'm watching uncomfortably We're going to roll right right into this while everybody's still here to join us. Folks, we did a similar episode to this a few weeks ago. Uh, It was super fun. And we were talking about action movies, martial arts movies, kung fu, just the whole weird cloud because things start to get kind of muddy depending on where you are. And the whole time we were just like, man, we need dirtle in here. Also, the smoke alarms going off. My apologies. Um, <laughs> oh no! This time it was. <laughs> we had this exact problem in the recording setup with Fraser. Now it's my house. This is ideal. Um. Anyways, we we had the thought while we were recording of man, Dirtle would be perfect for this because this dude's a character. He's got some hands-on experience, and I know you've seen some crazy shit that none of us have because you've been around the block, man. Just talking to you, you got some stories. Oh uh, yeah, I so, got a I got a couple. 
I feel like you do. And I remember when we were talking on the setup, you were talking about some stuff maybe we hadn't thought of. What 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 would you want to start with, Dirtle? Because you had a few ideas. Mm, yeah. So first of all, I, okay, not to like ream you guys or anything on the spot, but you guys brought up the Karate Kid and didn't go into it. Uh, because it, it feels like everybody's done that one. I, I feel like if you did like, oh, yeah, no, that, that was the quintessential movie that got everybody when we were like, if you grew up in the 90s and early 2000s, you've seen those movies. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't. That one's we, just like a, a gimme, you know, it's too easy to just reference a credit because I don't know anyone who hasn't seen those movies. What about the um, the new Karate Kid series? I'm not familiar with it at all. Oh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. No. Oh no. The uh, the one with uh, Will Smith's uh, kid. Oh. Oh, the remake. The Jackie Chan. Well, uh, Jaden Smith one. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go with that one. I I never saw it. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it, it was pretty good. I it was yeah. Good it too. was. It was Karate Kid, but it was its own thing too. So it was. Like people were mad because it wasn't like a remake, because that's what they were uh, expecting. But I liked it because it I wasn't think some it, standalone. I think it told the story super well for. Oh, what it did. You would think would be a cheap remake, and mm-hmm. they they went in on the action. Like they made sure it's Jackie Chan. He can't pull any punches because he will berate you. <laughs> yeah, but I think they did a phenomenal job on that one. I'm amazed you haven't seen that. It seems like it's right up your alley. Uh yeah, it's just I I've been way behind on like newer movies. I guess it's not considered a newer movie now, is it? Yeah, it's, it's not twenty twenty two, my guy. What? <laughs> that came out God. before we graduated. Yeah. Wait, really? Hold yeah. on a second. Like, yeah, we got to look this up. Hold on. Uh, I'm looking it up chat, right chat. now. Chat, help us out. I think yeah. I might have still been in middle school. 2010. That was 11 years ago. Oh, oh boy. 12 years ago. Sophomore in high school, my guy. No, that was not 11 years ago, Dirtle. It's but 2022. Yeah, I know. I forgot. <laughs> Dirtle's got no grasp of what year it is right now. He's living yeah. in the past. Time? It's just a concept. As much as I want to prove you wrong, I saw you drink back the juice in time travel one time, so I'm not going to doubt you. Oh goodness! It was fun to watch. <laughs> oh boy! Was, and then you were everybody. gone the next. That uh, that was a that was a fun night. Uh, a good D and D session. Two years after Skyrim was released. Ow! You didn't need to attack us like that. That's yeah. That's, that's Ooh. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's a while ago. God, so uh, an, another movie. movie <clears throat> another movie that I wanted to bring up that you guys didn't, and I was actually really surprised because you brought up the actor multiple times. Uh, mm. well, how do you pronounce it? Jean-Claude Van Damme? Oh, yeah? Kickboxing? Bloodsport. Oh, Bloodsport. Blood he took sport, it further uh... back. Bloodsport is an amazing movie, if you guys have not seen it already. I haven't oh. seen it in over 15 years, I think, so I wasn't confident enough I to talk about it. I hardly remember that movie. <laughs> I remember it was referenced in Baki, and I flipped my table, and uh, that was the extent of how much I've caught up. <laughs> yeah, Bloodsport oh, yeah. is definitely a masterpiece. It it is it's an amazing movie, definitely uh, rewatchable. 
it has some really uh, good quotable moments and really big like scenes to it that just make it a golden film. The, I feel like Van Damme is like actually kind of underappreciated. The guy is really good at what he does. Yeah, he yeah, he's uh, mm-hmm. he knows his stuff too. I kind of wish his daughter stepped more into the Hollywood scene because she is terrifying. You want to talk about some monstrous form and technique? That girl's dangerous. I have not seen his daughter in action. She's a unit. Is she I also absolutely? Yup. And uh, she last I did it, she did it mostly for competition and sport. She didn't feel a Hollywood thing. And then um, when it came to like more modern uh, MMA and UFC style things, she also didn't feel it. She kind of stuck to the traditional stuff. But her, if you find her training matches on your training videos, scary. She's a behemoth, man. She's an absolute unit. Imagine being surrounded by her whole life with her dad. She just didn't have that interest. That is, is fair. Rare. I can see. Which is rare among Oops. Hollywood like celebrity kids because not a lot of them actually take that route outside of Hollywood. Yeah. Some yeah. of them ride the coattails pe- of their parents' fame. Some people are just built different. But she's, hmm, respect. She's dating. Hmm. I need to look up her training videos now. I'm curious. It, it, it's a thing to behold, man. She makes a heavy bag just sway despite being no more than like a buck fifty. Dang, that that takes some uh, momentum for sure. Mm-hmm. The um, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, oh no no no, no go, go for it. You the guest. I'm always. Oh, no, I was I was going to transition to another film. I don't think um, you guys talked about on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie Chan's first strike. No, uh, I, I haven't seen it. Sorry. Ooh. Okay, so really, sorry, ignore me. I gotta mute my mic. <laughs> so okay, for those of you who have seen it that aren't like recollecting it, it has the famous ladder scene where Jackie Chan fights with a with a ladder. It is like one of the most. This is actually what got me like super into martial arts after just watching this scene from First Strike. It's Jackie Chan fighting off like five or six different dudes and he's going in and out of the ladder. He's like putting it up. He's swirling it around. He's propping it up, hitting people with it. And he just does all this crazy stuff with it. Like if you, if you don't want to watch the whole movie and just watch the fighters, like the, 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 uh, ladder scene, go for it. Because it is, it is an, like one of the most awesome cinematic parts of like a martial arts film that I can remember to this day. Yeah. Once you said that, I immediately remember that scene where he flips it behind his back and he does the spin and just shit whip somebody with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's craziness. So many years, dude. I, I, you took me back. I haven't seen it. That one specifically, but I've seen a lot of Jackie Chan movies going up and man, that man with his, the way he uses his environment to make the fight scenes even more just cinematic and entertaining, it truly is amazing to watch. Oh yeah, certainly. He um he had a really interesting um 
like upbringing in martial arts too. Um, if you if you guys have ever have the chance, uh, I believe the book is called My Life in Action by Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. and uh, he goes in depth about like different stories and stuff that he uh, experienced when he first got into martial arts. It is it is a great read. I don't want to spoil much on it, but um, it's definitely a good read on it. It's a good like autobiography. I. I do know a, lot, a good bit about his history. I won't say I'm an expert by any means, but the Three Dragons will always have a special place in my childhood. Man, I grew up on watching movies that were way too violent for the age I actually was. <laughs> but that that was back like that's the '90s for you, right? Oh yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, there was good stuff at the time. It didn't quite capture the same way a Jackie Chan movie did the same way a Jet Li movie did. Like, that was the things, especially being a young, dumb guy, I my mind immediately gravitated towards it. And now Jet Li, that's a martial artist that I always enjoy watching. He has some of my favorite movies. Uh, uh, to be completely honest, I don't know much about Jet Li. I think I've seen one, maybe two movies. Really? Yeah, I'm like wow. for being for being in the martial arts scene, I've actually not watched a whole lot of movies, um, but I've seen like a decent amount. Have you at least seen um, like the Ambak movies? No, really? Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, grill me now. <laughs> no, no. I just I'm, I'm, yeah, no, it's fine. How do I say surprised. this without being stupid? Um. The way those movies portray uh, Muay Thai and traditional style fighting is so grounded and realistic compared to a lot of the newer stuff you see in Hollywood. I figured that would be a lot more your style because while there are theatrics and they do kind of dress it up for Hollywood, when it's one-on-one, it's old school. It's in your face. It's gritty. And it shit, dude. The impacts look legit on some of them. Yeah, Yeah, um, I'm not really like... I know about Muay Thai, but that's one of the few martial arts that I like. I know like one or two moves from, but and like a little brief history of it, but not enough to say that I'm like versed in it in any way, shape, or form. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you from experience: you don't want to get one of those straight kicks to the midsection. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I still remember uh, that shit. Brandon, not you, Drava, other Brandon from my childhood. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I've definitely taken a few blows like that. Um, it, oof, taking an impact from, um, a front kick or even a, like, even worse, a side kick, mm-hmm. like straight to the stomach can really mess up your organs. Um, hopefully yeah. temporarily, <laughs> but sometimes not. <laughs> It's always the terrible when the when the best case scenario is getting the wind knocked out of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just just awful is the moment of laying on the ground like, OK, I still feel blood pumping. That's a good sign. <laughs> no air coming in yet. Got to work on that. <laughs> Dude, oh, man. Uh, is it all right if I go into a personal anecdote about? Uh, We're OK, so. Oh, man. I was actually so hoping I, to, for you to get into a little more of your own experiences. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, um, I used to practice Kajukembo, which is a mixed martial art that was uh, originated in Hawaii that has a lot of different styles mixed in together. 
And um, for my fourth tip, specifically, the fourth level of my brown belt, there was a sparring test that I had to do. And in that sparring test, I had to go against everybody in the class, including black belts that were above the rank like that I was at the time. And I remember going against this hulking Filipino dude. Like this dude, like this dude made Arnold Schwarzenegger look like he did not have muscles. This dude was cut. <laughs> like I, I, I couldn't even explain it, dude. So this dude was like a Baki or a JoJo's character. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Man was a unit, dude. Yeah, dude. He was a unit. He was a tank in and like in in himself. That was this dude could fight too because he like he's part of a uh, of a an elite fighting group um, called the Lacan, and this is from my old style, uh, who trained under my old grandmaster. So he knew his stuff. So this guy knew a lot, and I had to go against him. And I went up for a blitz technique. Well, uh, for a blitz, you go in, you fake a, you fake a, uh, a hit, and then you rush in real quick to basically take the ground. And as I was rushing in, mind you, I was two forty ish at the time, two thirty, two forty. Um, so I'm still pretty big. And going full force at this guy, he goes and turns up a sidekick. And hits me square in the nuts. Uh, Full force. (laughs) And yeah, so I drop to the ground. I need a few moments. I get back up. And that was at the beginning of the fight. At the end of the fight, I go for a blitz again to try it. And he hits me square in in the stomach to the point where it almost ruptures my spleen. And I had to go to the hospital that night because of the of the impact of the just that specific sidekick. My guy, were you fighting Boss Rutan? Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, seriously, Jesus. Yeah, this dude was no joke with the arts. I can see that. That was monstrous. It, yeah, it's kind Same. of crazy to think that the the fundamental little things like that are the ones that punish you the most. Yeah, like everybody, everybody can see. Like, if you go to like a, if you go see old videos of like Bruce Lee and stuff with his sidekick, it, it gives like a really good example of like how much force he could produce off of just a a really like it's, it's a very basic kick, but you have to look at the finer details of it to get the maximum potential out of it. Well, have you seen a Joe Rogan side standing sidekick? I have not. Let me look that up real quick. While, the uh, video is called Joe Rogan Sidekick Sound Like Gunshots. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That is a real thing. Chat, back, look me up. Look it up. Back me up here. Okay, Joe Rogan. Well, machine gun? What is it? It's a sidekick sound like and gunshots. Uh, okay. Man, this man went toe to toe with a Bucky character. I- it's straight up. Oh, you know what? I remember you showing me this, Mikey. Yeah. That, that dude <laughs> Did you find it? was terrified. <laughs> he said he was going to kick one of his friends like that. His friend's like, Joe, you're my friend, but I'll shoot you if I have to. <laughs> oh, did you find it on stream? Yeah, yeah. I'm playing on stream right now. Gosh, damn. Nice. 
He's doing it pretty high, too. I totally forgot Joe Rogan knows martial arts. Yeah, he was actually in competition for a lot of years before he started getting out of the sport and doing commentary and other projects. Yeah, just, man. I'm so used to just hearing about his show that I totally forgot what he did before <laughs> the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. Before he did DMT and just invited strangers into his office. <laughs> Um, so what started Joe Rogan? Was it Fear Factor or was it something else? Um, more or less, he will credit Fear Factor as him jumping off into the mainstream. Okay. But he did do competition fighting. He did do uh, some acting. And then, but comedy, stand-up comedy was always his dream. So once he got the ability to do that more and more, that's kind of the route he chased. And eventually it landed him on the podcast. Nice. He's actually in a couple of movies. I wish he made it into one of the wrong turn movies. I would have watched the ever living hell out of that. But hey, man, I'm just guy knows hmm? how to uh, basically be get around a show, his fucking fighting career, movies. This man has done a lot. Yeah, he's uh, he knows he knows how to play the uh, play the game. Oh man. Yeah, it's just to me like I've I've heard on occasion like I've heard that he was a commentator for uh, like the UFC and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just does. never, and he still does it. Okay, cool. Like yeah. I, I, another another thing you guys might be surprised in. I actually don't follow UFC. Um, I don't doubt that at all. Oh, okay, cool. You seem old school as hell to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in in itself, cage fighting um, and mixed martial arts and everything like that, it, it has its place in the martial arts community. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the only thing that's really mainstream these days. Um, so, like, having doing a style that was similar to it, I kind of already got the information that I needed from, like, the mixed martial arts of it. Except for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I heard, is popular these days. It is massive. Yeah. Yeah, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is one of the things I, I, to this day, I still don't know about. Um, I heard that it's kind of closer to Judo than actual Jiu-Jitsu, but I'm, I don't know the validity of that uh, per se. It's more floor work than uh, traditional. It is almost oh. like 80-20 split. Okay, okay. Interesting. Uh, quick Side note about that. Um, if you did ever want to learn something, one of my buddies is setting up a home gym and not anything big operation, of course. Um, but once COVID's all settled out and he doesn't have to worry about having people at his house, uh, mm. we should we can swing out there if you ever wanted to learn something from him. Oh yeah, totally. Um yeah, I got I got something uh later on I'll bring up too that you can bring up with him as well. Yeah, for sure. It just I'll warn you now. He's a stubborn ass. So if he starts getting carried away, don't hesitate to check him. Like you need to know. I love this dude death. Honestly, he's probably he's probably a little more fit than me because I'm uh, I'm more at a relaxed pace these days. You're Um, you're out of his weight class, though. I'll tell you that he's not (laughs) not dude. Not in any mean way. He's a very narrow frame of, of a human being. Oh goodness. Yeah, it's um martial arts in general though is is crazy. How many years martial arts has been a thing in the world? 
it's been sent like over 5,000 years of, of just different types of martial arts from different like countries and continents all coming together finally in this day and age. And you can see a lot of different styles and things like kind of intertwining with one another, which was kind of for like, it was forbidden for a lot of arts back in, back in the day to do that kind of thing. But you see now more and more of uh, quote unquote progressive martial arts where they learn the traditional basics and then they build upon the basics to make it even better. Well, even in the last, not even a long time back, like 50 years isn't a long time in the grand scheme of things. But 50 years ago, there were people who wouldn't even look at you if you said you did the wrong thing. If you weren't part of their clique, don't come here to learn. Don't practice. We don't want you. Yeah. And it, it, it's escalating so quickly these days of people being like, all right, well, I like this, but let's mix it up. Or I wonder how this will work. And some people just go try shit just to try it. <clears throat> Yeah, honestly, getting like getting into martial arts these days is probably the easiest the easiest it's ever been. You even see like YouTube ads on different things about it. Um, but like to to get the to get an experience, you you can't really just watch a video. You need to be there hands on with an instructor or with a guide or something or someone like that and go and learn it like kinesthetically. In order to really uh, like appreciate the arts, as in most things in life, there's truly no ex- no replacement for hands-on experience. Exactly. It, it's funny you mentioned how accessible it is. I was uh, driving with Deej the other day, and we were cruising by to pick up lunch, and we drove past this big, big studio, and it was um, a, it, they were training people in Krav Maga and Sambo. Oh, really? And it's not that far. It's over in um, Roseville. It's like 30, oh. 20, 25 minutes from here. Oh, okay. The, the, both styles I I haven't learned. <laughs> right? Can you imagine yeah. trying to find a place like that 20 years ago, 30 years ago? Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> think of Sambo in general, like how hard it is to come by people that, like, really know the art. It, exactly. It is like Krav Maga is um, like Krav Maga you can find here and there, at least in our area. Um, but Sambo itself is just, it's very scarce from what I've seen. Yeah, it, it is from a far ways away. And it's kind of one of those things that's hard to market generally because everybody's heard of karate, everybody's heard of uh, kickboxing, everybody's heard of judo. This foreign art that's kind of uh, how do i say this i want to say brutal because it's not the wrong word it's efficient and it's not really for competition most of the time it's going to be a tough sell depending on what neighborhood you're in i'm not really um familiar with sambo what uh where's its origin come from uh russia i believe russia okay yeah yeah it's um oh boy (laughs) so it's kind of so it's I would probably say if we were to like put it in terms that probably everybody could understand uh, with trying not to like um, disrespect the arts or anything, uh, I'd probably say Sambo's close to uh, judo and mixing it up with um, with different like a couple different other styles for their their striking techniques. 
Uh, yeah, the the general consensus, and this isn't like a fundamental breakdown. This is kind of like what most people on the internet agree on, is it's a split between judo, jujitsu, and a little bit of traditional wrestling, not a whole lot. Mm. Sometimes you see the slams and you're like, oh, there it is. That makes a lot of sense. But uh, the whole point of it was to be well-rounded, to make sure soldiers could defend themselves, and to make sure whoever you hit probably isn't getting back up. <laughs> now, that'd be, um, the, that'd be the goal. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, disabling. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this um, series or not, but it was a series. I, it was either on A and E or History or something like that. Uh, no, the History Channel. Uh, Human Weapon. I've heard of it. No, never seen an episode. I, I, yeah, I've heard of it, but yeah, same. I have not seen an actual episode of that. Oh, if you want like in-depth breakdown of techniques, they will show they will show like actual verified studies they do on camera of how powerful these techniques are. And it is crazy what they can they can come up with. Uh, they they did one on um, Muay Thai. They did one on Sambo. Um, the well, there were a few other ones that they did as well. But it like if you want the the nitty gritty scientific like portion of martial arts, it's actually a pretty decent uh, show to get like to get into for that. Sounds interesting. Actually, might check that out. I- I may have seen a clip from it because I I don't even know what the show was, but it sounds very familiar where they had this. Um, I believe it was a older guy, jujitsu practitioner, and then he was showing him how to do some of the recovering uh, techniques that he learned and a kick him and his family developed over the years. They put a uh, one of the little force meters on a target dummy and I, he hit almost 3000 PSI at the point of impact. Damn. Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah. And the people who are there running all the tests are like, bullshit. Get another patch on there. That one's broken. And he <laughs> did it again. It was a little weaker because he was getting tired. He had to throw everything he had into it. But mm-hmm. he was just like, so what do you think? They're like, you are fucking scary. <laughs> You're going to you are- kill someone with that. Yeah. Like, so the fun, fun fact, uh, it takes about approximately 15 pounds to uh, break a bone. Mm-hmm. So 3,000 PSI. Uh, yes. You're going to get messed up, if not dead. Uh, the trade-off was, and it was, the setup was recovering from a laying down position. So you're pushing off the ground with your hands, and you're using your hands, of, or your core and your lower body to press up almost like a donkey kick or like a fighters on the back trying to get out of a mount. But the idea is to catch them while they're coming into you. So you hit them with all that force and force them back. It doesn't have a very high area to hit. So you have to kind of hope they're coming to your level. It's a big gamble and he fully admits it's not perfect, but the amount of force he was able to put out, you're like, man, all it takes is him to get lucky one time. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It literally, can only take one punch or one kick to end the fight. Um, like we, uh, we like as a society are like, Oh yeah, the lucky punches or the, the mystical punches that completely obliterate people on impact or whatever 
weird stuff that comes in. Like when, when it comes down to a, like a fight, like in a competition fight, you're not going to see it as much because it's usually points, uh, point sparring and stuff like that. But like when mm-hmm. you get into like the real, like the real competitions where, you know, submission tap outs and stuff like that, like, Ooh, people, uh, people get pretty damn brutal. Oh yeah. Um, actually that reminds me, I was going to ask you about something. If you don't mind us teetering off a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't mind. It's a bit of a hot topic in the current scene. Uh, people are trying to get it mainstream and build up the momentum. It does exist as it is right now. There's a bare knuckle boxing league that is allowed in the States after like 70 years of everybody saying you can't do that. It finally exists legit and it's a paid industry. Oh, how do you feel about that? Because there is a good bit of risk for everybody involved. Um, so like what angle do you want me to look at this? At? Like, as like Just, a, how do you feel about it? Cause you know exactly how dangerous and real some of these situations can get a league with no pads. I, I believe it goes 10 or 12 rounds, much like actual boxing. It'll go a long distance. They're full three minute rounds and it there's the ref is very minimally involved. It is. Ooh. It is a very high risk sport. I'll give it that. It, it It's a little rough around the edges from trying to market it to a big audience. Like I personally would follow things like that because I know it is a thing in other countries. I know it's been practice around, but we're not really used to that as a culture here. Yeah, um, I would say so. A little bit of a uh, little bit of like comparing between like let's just go with like you know traditional Western boxing, for example, where they have the the gloves and everything. They have to be a certain weight and um, they have mm-hmm. a certain amount of padding and all that kind of stuff. If I remember correctly, from what I was what I was told like ten plus years ago, so this might not actually be the case. Um, that it's up to four times more impact without the uh without the padding. Holy shit. Yeah. Staggering numbers. So if you think of like God, Mike Tyson yeah. trying to punch out a dude, like oh, no. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just uh, going with you know, I'm just going with Iron Tyson because we, everybody knows who he is and like oh, yeah. he his his hands are massive his wrists are massive guys that's a lot of surface area that's so yeah. funny we were talking about him last episode too without you we were all like his guy swinging cinder blocks at you what are you gonna guard <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it was what was it it man three was it yo yeah oh and man it, the fight stuck to the realism of the weight class difference of he only had to land like three or four and then over on the other and Donnie ends just laying like 16, 20 hits into it. It's not <laughs> making the same effect. Yeah. It's, um, dude, like the, those are two drastically different styles, Wing Chun and, and boxing, mm-hmm. but they're both effective in their own right. My goodness. I, oh, um, Oh yeah. Oops, sorry. I, no, I, no. I was fact-checking myself. A Muay Thai practitioner has now beat the current record of the highest kick output of 2,749 pounds of force at the point of impact. Dang. 
Oh my gosh. And like terrifying statistic off. That is (laughs) like honestly that hits is becoming mush or disappearing. (laughs) It will cease to exist. That's an actual anime injury right there. (laughs) (laughs) Literally reduced to atoms. Oh my gosh. That's terrifying. And like the like one of the special techniques of Muay Thai, even though you see it in a, a lot of other uh martial arts, is the roundhouse. Mm-hmm. It's just their bread and butter and they ooh, they put all out on it too. Like people I I bet people listening to this have at least seen a video or two of them just kicking down banana trees and stuff. Oh yeah, like actually uh, yeah. yeah. I know several people who have done it. One of them was the one that kicked me when I was in high school. <laughs> I that was one hundred percent my fault. We used to box and do dumb stuff like that, and like have wrestling matches. Uh, one day I checked him and caught him off guard, and he snapped a little bit, and I was immediately put on the floor. Dang! I won uh, the official match. Unofficially, I was on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was brought to my attention by one of my mods. They say uh, for some context, uh, the the kick that was registered was, had more force than a 12 gauge shotgun with two quarter shots uh, or shot. quarter board shots. That, oh that's God. a lot of force. That is a metric shit ton. Yeah. It's a, just the, the capability. <laughs> like, like you're destroying like someone. Like in all honesty. If you hit someone in the head with that, their head's coming off. You're going to decapitate them. <laughs> oh my god. The the amount of brain injuries. Like, they're not going to be able to talk or probably even walk if they survive. Are you kidding me? They're probably not going to live. <laughs> Period. <laughs> it's that scene from Doctor Strange where she knocks his soul out of his body. It's a lot like that. <laughs> That's exactly what I pictured, man. God damn. <laughs> Dude, that is, oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. I can imagine someone who's able to have that output following it up with a roundhouse. <laughs> <sighs> it honestly it comes down to, to technique, uh, repetition, power, grounding, mm-hmm. just like the basics of, of a kick. If you get the basics down, you start from there and you work your way up. I I feel really bad because I'm not experienced in any traditional sense. Off the record, I have had a few eh, street incidents. And <laughs> street incidents. <laughs> dude, oh. footwork and making sure you're at balance makes a massive difference. It yeah. truly does. I I've been the idiot who's been caught off balance and been punished for it. And more often than not, I am the worst. I I'm smaller than a lot of people, so tripping is a big part of my uh, offense. <laughs> oh man, just I'm just like recreating the scene of Rocky Five with uh, with Beast in it. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> uh, that was that was the one with the uh, fight scene with uh, Tommy Gunn in the in the back of the uh, oh, yeah. in the street, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's funny. I was actually just playing um the Rocky game, the Creed VR Rise to Glory for like oh. the last two weeks, and that's one of the levels, the back alley fight. 
Oh, well, by by the way, you guys mm-hmm. didn't even bring up Rocky. True. I was it, trying it, to. <laughs> I was trying to dodge a very specific point in my brain because <laughs> the probably the week before we recorded that, I was listening to a Joe Rogan video, and they brought up the segment where Bill Burr went up and just roasted the entire city for having a Rocky statue when some of the greatest heavyweights of all time have come out of the same city. I mean, why not both? But they didn't. They put Stallone. I mean, it, I, I think it's just such a, like, the, the Rocky series is just such an icon uh, really to is. America in general. But if I was going to do a boxing movie, it probably wouldn't be that one. Uh, what Slumdog Millionaire? What? <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Uh, what what was the one with the um, the one that gets knocked out um and hits the chair? Which one is that? I feel like that's a lot of them. No, like, so like it's at the very uh spoiler alert. It's at the very end of the movie where the the dude gets sucker punched and he like falls back and he lands on a chair and breaks his neck. Or maybe um, it was a she. I can't. Now I can't I don't remember. No, all I know is Slumdog yeah, Millionaire is about that. a kid who gets on who wants to be a millionaire, not boxing. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Wrong movie entirely. <laughs> Wrong genre <laughs> entirely. Like that's the opposite end of the spectrum of movies. I was like, what <laughs> movie is he talking about? <laughs> what movie am I talking about? Hold on. <laughs> Look it up. Okay. It is well, not Slumdog Millionaire. My bad. Oh, That's fuck. Rocky Two. Apollo dies after fighting Draga. Thanks, Gizmo. Oh, spoiler alert! Rocky Four. <laughs> Gizmo, you saw the Taurus jogging up to the fucking, jogging up the stairs. Oh, maybe it was no, maybe, maybe it was a female. That um, what, what what's the boxing movie with the? Oh man, sorry, it's just not coming to me. Um, boxing. Anyway. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll, I'll look it up while we talk about the next subject. That way we can keep going. Oh, for sure. Uh, I, like I was going to say, if I did talk about a boxing movie, it probably wouldn't be that one. I personally like Cinderella, man. That's just me. I'm sure that's an unpopular opinion. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. I wouldn't be able to really put no. anything into this because when it comes to martial arts movies or fighting movies, I typically don't watch boxing movies. I know what kind of household you were raised in. You're used to old school boxing, aren't you? <laughs> it's old school, yeah. I and old school martial arts movies, stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know. I'm was, I'm in the like, same house. Yeah, yeah. But you know exactly what type of house I was raised in. My parents loved yeah. the movie Three Ninjas. They thought that was peak cinema for like actually, 90s movies. I can actually see your parents enjoying this movie quite a lot. Um, what is it again? Uh, Cinderella Man. I heard it's a good movie, though. I need to watch it. It is really good. It actually has phenomenal reviews across the board. IMDb gave it an 8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 80%. And whatever this other one I've never heard of gave it a 4.6. <laughs> it's oh. pretty simple, though. It's uh, a boxer going through the Great Depression. It is loosely based on a, tr- a true story. And... What happens is the depression hits, the league starts falling apart, and he fractures his uh, dominant hand, and he eventually has to retire. So he goes on, gets a day job, and he works in a factory with his right hand in a cast, and he starts to get 
develop uh, some skill and comfort in his left hand. So when he goes back to the ring, his whole style's evolved, and him being a ambidextrous striker and knowing how to, pro- to use a proper guard, he starts climbing the ranks, and it's really cool. It has a lot of realism in it. There's a lot of technique, and the storytelling is really cool because this happened to people. There was a time when these world class fighters were on top of the world, then the next year, ignore that. Oh, <laughs> my whole setup, rock bottom, just like that. <laughs> yeah, they were. average Joe is working a factory job trying to get by and I don't know I think it sells the whole story really well and it is an underdog's tale at at, at the halfway point but we had so much shit going on did you hear how much we were rambling in that episode oh my god (laughs) there's so many movies so many different martial arts things are going around there are a lot coming out actually Dirtle have you seen um, Shang-Chi the new one I have not. I when you guys were talking about that on the on the podcast, I was actually really interested in trying to find out a way to um to watch Shang Chi. I've actually watched mm-hmm. it since then, and honestly, oh really? Yeah, it is amazing. I love the a lot of the subtle references to a lot of different martial arts thing. Even even Dragon Ball Z up here at one point. Right. <laughs> we're in the theater and it's dead silent. And you just hear Adrian. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, what we can do though is like one night just have a movie night and we just watch it. We've been saying that we were gonna do a no skill movie night for months, my guy. But we should, but we should really get on that then. In our defense, DJ's been in the hospital three separate times, one of which he was stabbed. <laughs> There was the whole incident with today, and then there was the five days he spent uh, protecting a K-pop band from their insane fans, one of which had to be chokeslammed. What? Yeah, DJ not, lives in Hamburg we're, we're not going to say the name of the band, because just their name alone incites riots. Oh, wow. Oh, I can have a good idea of who this is, then. If oh, wait, you know speaking, okay. just from that, you know. Yeah. Okay, so speaking speaking about uh, K-pop, this is a weird transition, but speaking about K-pop, what are your guys' thoughts about Rain and Ninja Assassin? <sighs> Man, mm. I Ninja Assassin came out when I was that edgy teen. I loved every minute of that movie. <laughs> Dude, I, that, real, that, I've seen it, but I haven't gotten to see a good quality picture of it because the only time I've seen it is at a friend's house and it was a pirated version of it so the quality <laughs> was pretty ass and most of the scenes were too dark to see shit so my god <laughs> so I have yet to see a proper viewing of it but I mean it's a cool movie if I remember the, correctly I think this was on Netflix as well I, uh, I possibly know. I think it uh, is I don't own yeah, Netflix. Is, but I don't I know. To see it. Me either. Shout out to Tom, host D and D, and my Netflix addiction. Oh wait! Oh wait! You're using Thomas's? Yeah, I'm pretty sure DJ uses it too. Yes, he does. Damn! I need to steal. I need to steal his Netflix. Just hop on. There's only like ten of his leeches. Wait, does not his sister use it too? Yes. It'd be like mom, dad, sister, me, the leeching bitches. Just all (laughs) all the categories. (laughs) 
Well, this oh, man's sharing his Netflix with everybody, man. Gosh, damn. <laughs> so what? Time where we were sharing all of our stuff with each other. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, oh yeah. So so Ninja Assassin. One the one thing that I wanted to bring up that I thought was amazing, mm-hmm. just like the the awesome um, training that happened, like in in the story. Mm-hmm. Where they had to basically cut off one of their senses for a year. And they did that for all their senses. It was like thinking about it, like how tuned your senses would be if you were had like if you had to engage in a fight and you maybe lost your uh, hearing or lost your sight, you know, something like that. And just the uh, like how your senses could just be so um heightened after all of all of the training for literally not using one of your senses for a year and learning how to use the other senses to compensate for it i feel like your grappling game would be on point that'd be pretty awesome i man what about the wit chain fight in that movie (laughs) oh man Looking the, back on CG didn't age well in some of the scenes, but it was so good. Now, was um they had they had the kunai in that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kunai uh, kunai and chain. Not to be yep. confused with Yu Gi Oh's. Don't even start with me. <laughs> oh man, I already can hear the shit that Adrian would be saying if you heard that. <laughs> Dude, man. Why do you do this to me? Why do you stress me out? Because so you gotta throw in a little chaos. I, did, I didn't expect you to bring up that movie, man. You're taking me back. Yeah, that that is. Uh, I was a. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I was surprised or just like, oh yeah. I mean, they're probably not gonna talk about Korean pop singers, whatever. Um, so like, uh, it made sense that you didn't bring it up in the in the first podcast of uh, martial arts films and such. We were uh, trying to stay away from a sore spot for DJ. <laughs> oh, okay. No, nah, dude. It, we had so much going on, and we had like a list each, and we got to maybe a third of the list because we just started dicking around so much. And oh yeah, that reminds me of this movie. Oh, oh yeah, that reminds me of that movie. And then when we'd like say one none of us had heard of, it was just clicking for like forty seconds when we all looked for it. Nice. I'm amazed none of you guys had seen Surf Ninjas. That really freaked me out. I, I may to. have seen it once, but I'm not sure. I still need to. That uh, movie sounds freaking just amazing for what it is. Leslie Nielsen was the bad guy, so if that doesn't ring any bells, you probably haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I, I remember you talking about it, uh, where he's the, the cybernetic one. Yeah, he's a cybernetic samurai, but he has no makeup and no costume. He just has a samurai helmet, the chest plate, and a sword. Uh, yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. Never mind. Oh, I need dude, to watch it. That movie's a gem. It's so bad. I also like to point out just a quick little fact here that Mikey's been in the damn Twitch chat typing shit <laughs> instead of saying it on the podcast. <laughs> I, I was, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at that. <laughs> Something about Steven Seagal and <laughs> about old as hell movies. Yeah. 
I can do both. I talk enough on these podcasts. I really don't want to blare out the guest and or my co-hosts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Me and DJ are like idiotic fountains. Once you kick open that valve, man, you better be ready because it's about to pour. And most of the time, <laughs> I let these guys do their thing because you once they get going, it's hard to really get anything in between there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our last minicast ran over like 30-something minutes because DJ just kept talking. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yeah. Uh, we, man, there's even still more for him to say about those stories. Yeah. We might do a that part two. That was supposed to be a minicast, too. It also <laughs> had been a minicast. Yeah, right? Yeah. I guess one of his uncles was caught in a standing guillotine by the in the backyard on Christmas. Whoa. What? <laughs> Wait, this Christmas? No, no, he's I guess when he was a kid, too, his uncles oh. were fighting each other, and when he went to break up the fight, his aunt was yelling at him for having tattoos. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember you, that story. You forget uh, his brother throwing a baseball bat through the door because his cousins locked him in his room. Oh, man. Simultaneously, and his mom's just in the kitchen watching Family Feud from the other room. <laughs> no, let's make a deal. Yeah, dealing. Oh him. man, <laughs> that's shit. hilarious. Dude, we're the worst, man. Once we get rolling, it it it's a total total shit show. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. So oh, here's a question for you guys, actually. Um, sure. Because I'm guessing none of you have uh, specialized in any arts or anything like that, right? I have not. I have done. I did a little bit of judo when I uh, was living in Florida, but once we moved out here, that stopped. So I haven't done shit in like took over 15 one years. Martial arts class, I would say, when I was not even in my double digits of age. And my father has been teaching me how to defend myself since I was able to walk. Okay. Um, so the the question out of all the styles in the world, which one would you want to learn the most, and why? Oh, I have an immediate answer. Do, do you, you guys want me to go first? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking on it, too. All right. I'll jump right into this. Um, the, if you, I, man, how do I say this? The evil twin of Muay Thai is called Leithway. Has anyone ever heard of this one? Uh, I uh, have not, actually. No. I could be totally butchering the pronunciation, but... Uh, I, I know which one you're going for, though. What you said. It's also known as Burmese boxing. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I've seen it. It's a very brutal sport. Uh, I personally just like the flow of it. Rushing offense, headbutts are allowed, shots at the throat, uh, open areas on the body, things that would normally be frowned upon in other areas or in other uh, styles. And the technical footwork and trying to keep a good offense and more than a defense. I, I just, it, it speaks to me mostly because in the few exchanges I have had, I found out very quickly. I, I hate grappling. I do not enjoy it. I have had a couple people try to show me like the right way and train me. I don't like it. It's probably a bad mindset to have, but it's just not something that's in my wheelhouse. So striking is the name of the game. And while I am slower, I can absolutely t- mess up somebody's footwork and create an opening very easily. I've done it a few times. 
I really wish Tony would have taken me up on the offer. That would have been fun. That would have been fucking great. I would have paid money to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So the ironic part, um, I actually love grappling. Mm-hmm. Like that's I can my see that you're built for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, God, that is like my bread and butter. And height on me. If you get around me, there's so few gaps for me to get. Through. <laughs> <laughs> but like, on, like I really like grappling because you just have a lot of like aspects of it that mm-hmm. uh, you can control different parts of the body. You can um, stop engagement and you don't even have to be on the ground for it a lot of uh, a lot of grappling goes to the ground of course but Mm -hmm. you can do grappling techniques while standing up and you can fold people like fold on to people and you can um you can you put them into locks and stuff like that and it's very effective for um what's the word i'm looking for non um non-lethal and like subdual i guess using D phrases like subdual damage where you don't try to hurt them as much but you can definitely put them in the like into places where you need them to be i get a little more uh controlling the situation than actual try to dominate it more or less yeah exactly um because like for a couple of my old jobs being a bouncer and being a security officer, like you can't just flat out punch somebody. Like it just looks really bad. So control holds and things like that. You are, your like bread and butter. See, I hate those kind of jobs though. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, man. I'm not particularly good with people. <laughs> you have to have a lot of it. You, you got to have a lot of patience in those especially like it's like you have do you have to have two different types of like patience for being a bouncer and being a security officer because one like the bouncer you have to deal with drunk people all the time and you have to dismiss it as oh they're being stupid because they're drunk uh whereas like if something happens and you're a security officer you have to go to the letter of the law when you do anything mm-hmm. and and the like the having both like the like as a security officer a lot of people do like uh the spirit of the law and the letter of the law um spirit of the law is like okay you see somebody doing something stupid and be like hey just leave i'm not gonna say anything as long as you stop what you're doing and head out that's like the spirit of the law now if you go by the letter oh they're prowling or they're trying to break in and enter you know, they're this, that, and the other. You give them the whole list. Um, you know, trespassing, whatever. Um, but a lot of people, when they're that kind of security officer, they have to. Uh, <laughs> sorry, they they have to. Uh, they they have to go by the book, and it like it drains the hell and it out of the people that you're dealing with and to yourself. I'm just not going to read chat. I'm just not going to read chat. Yeah, Dirtle, do you want to hear something funny? I would love to hear it. <laughs> I, I Tom is going to kick my ass next time he sees me. So 
he showed up to my house one time in his work uniform. You know, the black shirt security, the utility yeah. belt out of his car. And my dad's like, oh, shit, we top flight security in the world, Craig. What's up, DD? And I'm like, God damn it. So uh, embarrassed he went and just put it back in his car. I'm sorry. There's a reason I'm like this. It didn't come from nowhere. Um, I I get your point you were making though. Like a style like that would definitely suit your lifestyle more, and more generally those situations. mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the times where I've had to do something like that, it was very sudden, and I usually got hit first. So it was into the card, oh shit, something's wrong. And that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, ah, Frazier wasn't there. I actually got knocked out once. That was fun. Oof. Yeah, that, so that, that was at the Kubla Khan show when I was with Ian. Oh, I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was enjoying a concert and someone jumped up, their fingertips hit the ceiling of the roof, and they dropped the people's elbow in the back of my head. It was lights out. Oh boy, that I was. What's up, dude? That could have been a killing shot. I no shit. I was standing next to the two ladies that had come with us that night, and I don't remember. I guess one of them saw it happen. I remember waking up and I was throwing this guy. (laughs) Damn, I have like I've seen Mikey just throw people on a moment's notice. So I could believe that he did this just subconsciously. So it was it in the like the the top back of your head? Yeah. Full oh, on the top, man. But not the not the plate like right on the bend. Oh, okay. So you yeah, they were about like 3 or 4 inches away from like a like lights out permanently spot. So I don't think goodness that at all. That guy was it, we weren't even in the mosh pit. We weren't even I mean, we were near the bar and he did that shit. I wasn't the only ass. person he made enemies of that night, but <laughs> he did leave me alone because I threw him hard enough to tear the muscle in my arm. Um, Damn. He smashed through the crowd, hit the wooden floor, bounced, and when he tried to get up, his legs gave out and he hit the floor again. <laughs> nice. Uh, that Unfortunately, one of the girls we were with gave me a dead arm on the way out because I tried to play it off like it didn't hurt. I couldn't shift to get home. So I drove home with one hand and Ian shifted through all my gears to get this back to <laughs> Oh my goodness. True story, man. Um, Don't get me wrong. If I could have restrained him at some point, I probably would have. That was just not in the cards. Yeah, no. Uh, when it comes to stuff like that, it like you're supposed to use uh, control, but mm, I mean... I wasn't awake until I let go. Damn. (laughs) He was already (laughs) subconsciously whooping ass. Uh, No shit. I guess from what I was told, I had already grabbed, because went on the way down, I caught my balance, gripped his collar, pulled him down to my level, and then picked him back up and yeet. (laughs) (laughs) Those of you who don't know, I'm only like 5'6", 5'7". He was not I think he was like six four, and a lot oh, heavier damn. than me, and that's why my arm was so jacked up after that. I was hurting for weeks. Damn. Yeah. Enough of my. I've, I've seen I've seen Mikey literally just shove one person with his arm, not even like 
holding on to putting his arm between two people and just going from like you know straight in front of you all the way out to the side and just throw people like that <laughs> Gosh, damn. Guy, i got i got a little power in yeah true yeah like when you need to throw down you throw down I yes. intend on it. You guys know me. I'm pretty laid back, especially in social settings, but I don't know what it is. People see me and they're like, fuck that guy. That one <laughs> if you can take a hit. To, to, be, to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> I kind of got that the first time I met you. I'm like, is this dude going to fight me or is he just going to be chill? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, he's chill? Okay, yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay, yeah, we're good. You said looking down at me from the clouds, you giant. <laughs> and you, for the first time I met you, it was for a D and D game. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Go to D and D. Think it's Fight Club. Actually, that would be a sick fan fiction. Turtle Kingdom. Work on that. Get the Bam. fans out there. You, you heard it, chat. Go ahead and make a fanfic of D and D with. Uh... <laughs> with whooping ass, and it turns into Fight Club halfway through. I'm calling on Rectus in your crazy mind. Do it, do it, do it. Um. Oh yeah. So to to go to the to answer the question, we digress so far on this. Yeah. But oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're good. It gave me plenty of time to think about my answer. Good. That's what I was aiming for. Uh, I probably would have gone with like like we were talking about it, uh, Muay Thai, just because it always seemed like really interesting to me. Like mm. even watching some of like the ma- the matches that they have in the rings, I could they, see you being oof. dangerous in a clinch, like not even playing. That like a turtle made that was too real. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, like th- thinking about Muay Thai is just like seeing the carnage it can like create is just crazy. <laughs> yeah. See, like the the kicks, the holds, like the it the way that I look at it is, it's not a sustainable art because of the amount of damage it does to not only the opponent but to yourself. Yeah, and that's and a I'm huge thing. That like I want to try to draw out something or whatnot. No, I'll, if we're getting into a fight, I'm trying to end it as quick as possible. Because <laughs> I know if I it. if I can't get it. If I can't get my few good hits in, I'm probably going down. I call utter bullshit on that. Okay, pit, moshing in the um, pit is different than this type of shit. One hand on the man's forehead, and you made the back of his skull touch the dirt in one motion. Damn. Okay, but that guy had pissed me off. Like, that was one of the few times I lost my temper in the pit. Yeah, Dirtle, this guy was standing over like this crap, like this little lift area where you can't really see. So when you're coming around in the mosh pit, he would plant and just throw hard uppercuts at whoever came by. And he was aiming for the jaw every single time. Oh my gosh. Frazier, puts his palm on his forehead like a cartoon character and just Looney Tunes his ass, literally put his feet where his head were a second ago in one <laughs> Nice. Yeah, like when I need to, I can have that. And that's why I say I want to do Muay Thai because I can do that on a in a pinch. But if I had to keep doing that, uh, I wouldn't be able to. Mm. So, more of like you're looking for like endurance or just quick one two and out. Not a quick, not a quick one two, but something that like it's not going to be something long and drawn out. Just Mm. kind of like a burst, but I can sustain it if I need to. 
is more what I was looking at. Okay, okay. But but like I said, Muay Thai has always just seemed like it just seemed like watching the fights in the ring and whatnot. It just the devastation from it's like, oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah, they they have to go through some like the the boxers themselves in Thailand. They have to go through so much, so much training, and it is grueling having that kind of training. It is so hard on your body. Like I I've I've trained I've trained hard before. Sorry, <clears throat> I've trained hard before, and I've seen the damage it does to my body just from that kind of training. And their training is substantially harder on the body i've seen the damage you've done to yourself you've come into D sessions t posing because you can't put your arms down <laughs> I can confirm that. <laughs> oh man yeah i've seen yeah. you come and just sit down and just <sighs> give me a minute guys yeah and yeah, I gotta. Uh, the The thing is, it's creeping back on me from like ten plus years ago, and then the injuries I have nowadays, it's like they're just not healing like they used to. <laughs> Life's a bitch, ain't it? Yeah. All right, Dravo. What about you? Uh, okay. When it comes to fighting styles, I I'm not really the well informed of what type. Like, say, if you say more, like. I don't know, Tai Chi or something. I don't know what type of fighting mm. style that is. So what I'm looking for would be something that can make a nice defense that that can be very devastating offense, if you know what I mean. It's a little general, but um, uh, like like what kind of techniques do you... um are, are What kind of techniques are you drawn to, maybe? Basically being able to counter my opponent. I've, I've always been... um. I was brought up by my father, who always taught me how to counter someone's punch and how to punish them with like whatever opening they give me. I would almost say judo would be oh. a good one for you. That uh, I was basically just all self defense. I was actually gonna bring up uh, Wing Chun. That too. Yeah. Um, because Wing Chun. Yeah. So the the main theory of Wing Chun is to have both offense and defense simultaneously. I, and I did, um, I really like what I saw when it came to Wing Chun. You you did or you did not? Sorry, I did. you did. Okay, like with the, uh, I'm going to just use Donnie Yen in this instance. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Itman is yeah. like like as a as a person like through the what the the accomplishments that Itman did is like crazy. Um, considering like. Both sides of my main martial arts are connected to him in some way. That's crazy, right? Yeah, it, it's it is way crazy. Um, so on the Kaji Kembo side, my grandmaster used to train with Bruce Lee and met Itman. And then on the other side, um, we have um, my guide, and he was taught by um, a guy named Master Baker. Baker was taught by Itman. So, like, third-generation teachings. It, it's amazing the cultural effect that these arts can really take on certain people and areas just by word of mouth back in the day and now seeing it on a much bigger medium. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, for for Wing Chun, though, it's, it's, uh, it's an art that I 
got a little bit into, but it's one of those that I didn't fully delve into. But it's it's pretty solid in itself, but it does lack some components to it. I'm just like I, I think about that with every style, though. Like not one style is a perfect style. There's always pros and cons to it. <laughs> oh goodness! I'm glad I'm not saying I'm that shit in the God recording. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so oh, keep in mind, I just saw on the chat or Discord, uh, DJ Hot Incoming. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Are you serious? He's coming home, and he, oh my goodness. How much time does he have? Uh, we are sitting pretty at a whopping hour and 16 minutes. Damn. We usually um, go to hour 30, hour 40. Okay, okay. So I don't think DJ's going to make it still. Uh, unfortunately. I can just see him running in, just throwing everything <laughs> on it. I guess I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Wait, what did I miss? <laughs> I don't even know if he still will come. I don't even know if his roommates left or not. Uh, I can see I DJ no knocking him over and be like, my PC podcast. <laughs> Bam. It, which is the worst part because DJ is like easily the only actual practitioner here and who has a ton of life experience and stories. And he's been a security guard and military. Security, and guess what? military, bouncer. He's been taught martial arts and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and he got I'm called sorry. into work. An hour before we started recording. No. Yep. Oh I no. Like that sometimes. Um, okay. When you said that he was a security officer, not by security. I'm just, I'm just no. I'm just looking at the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> uniform. Yeah. I hope he was defending a K-pop band like that. That's just a perfect image. <laughs> That is, that is pure gold. Oh my goodness. Uh, those who don't know, <laughs> the Dirtle's background in the street and right now, those those pictures you see, that is DJ. Yeah, the, oh, the three over here are DJ, um, and then the one on the right is, yeah. That's also DJ. It's, it's also <laughs> DJ. <laughs> oh my gosh. Top flight security. We got whistles and shit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. I, I wait. Hopefully he gets here. But, um, oh man, Daryl, you made this with some good ass questions tonight. Normally we're the ones bouncing people off the ropes, man. You got us on defense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I usually do that. I mean, I mean, I try not to. I mean, I, ex- uh, I kind of great. expected this because man, he has some real life experience on this stuff. Yeah. Daryl's okay. a, a I'm glad. I almost said something really mean. Um, <laughs> Sasquatch with the black belt. <laughs> no, I was gonna, I was gonna say like weird or some variation of it. But you are a genuinely like unique character. There's so much to you, and every time we end up trying to play D&D and digging around for four hours, or when we're gaming or when we're doing stuff like this, you have some 
off the wall shit that I just wouldn't expect to hear from anybody ever. Yeah, like I always say, like up until my late twenties, my life was interesting. And nowadays, I just try to like be calm, cool, and just like chill in my thirties. Because um, who does road trips to go meet his gaming friends all over the country? Yeah, exactly. That's not <laughs> an easy undertaking. I mean, it was fun though. It was I nice and was chill. Fun. Hell of fun. Um, but like nowadays, I'm just focusing on streaming. I'm focusing on teaching again, and um, you know, training and just work. That's it. I don't really want anything else in my life at the moment. That my life is, is so strange <laughs> because some of the days you come home from tra- or you come to D&D from training and it's just little bastards can't hit a target. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That that was teaching, not even training. That was teaching. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that the teaching I got my ass like I didn't want to say handed to me, but I got my ass kicked a few times by the students. Um, when you were doing weapons training and they couldn't hit the target you were setting for them and they kept oh, them you remember Jesus. oh yeah i remember that you know how many bruises i had from that i i do you rolled up your sleeves and it looked like you just went 12 rounds <laughs> defending against tyson fury dude it went away within like three days though that's good because it looked gnarly it, it was like pretty bad car accident <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's oh oh that that just reminded me of a, a conversation that I had with my boss uh, earlier this week. Um, she so like I'm I'm at work and she's like working on um, on something and she turns to me and she goes, "Hey, Dirtle, um, so what kind of martial arts do you do?" And I I just go yes, just to make it simple, because trying to explain martial arts to like a a huge amount of martial arts to somebody that has zero experience with it is kind of hard. So I just say, yes, I know martial arts. And she's like, uh, no, 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 but like, what do you teach? I was like, yes. (laughs) And she's like, okay, I've never, that's not a martial art. Like what, what, what styles of martial arts do you know? And I start naming off the, the, the things that I've like learned in the past. And, she thought I was making like half of them up. She didn't like, she's like, there's no way in hell that you've learned anything from like all these different styles. I'm like, no, they're like, once you learn a style, you just basically go on to the next style and then see, we can take from that and go on to the next one. And I, I spent like a solid, like two, three minutes just coming up with different styles that I, that I trained with uh, over the years. He walked up and said, "I'm a deadly weapon." You say it like Steve you did. <laughs> oh my gosh! I believe that though. You've been around, and I've seen you when you train. You throw yourself into that shit. Oh man, that yeah. Like so, my my two main um my my two main styles that I've um, that I'm learning or have learned, uh, Kajukembo and something called Singdo. And uh, Singdo is based off of Mudokwan and Sobak, uh, which are both um, Korean martial arts. Whereas Kajukembo focuses more on um, a mixed martial art 
that has a lot of Japanese and Chinese influence uh, with a little bit of Korean influence in, in it as well. But from those two styles that are open to trying different things and to see what works for you, you can delve into the realm of judo, jujitsu, um, kempo, karate, uh, taekwondo, kung fu, like all all the anything you want to learn, you can you can do it. And that's what I really like about the styles that I personally chose. And you you can create your own style in a sense uh, after a while. Yeah, you really see that in the high level athletes that are on main stages, where. <clears throat> Sorry, where, oh, yeah, he practices this, but oh, look at this counter. That's his own unique way of stepping in and closing the distance. And it, mm-hmm. it, it does get kind of wild because uh, I know you don't follow a lot of the mainstream MMA and things like that. But I'm sure in competitions, you've seen people who have their own unique way of setting up or pressuring their opponent. And it, it, it builds after all these years of experience. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, work with a guy who was a really dedicated boxer when he was young and he is teaching his kids. Uh, unfortunately, he's finding out his cardio isn't as good as it used to be. His footwork is on another level. I would never step in the ring with this guy when he was in his uh, prime. Oh. I probably wouldn't want it, to either. <laughs> it it was funny because somebody at work went to like just joke around. You know how guys always are. Take a few light shots or maybe even shadow box each other. Yeah. He threw three jabs before they were able to pull their head back. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That's pretty oh, yeah. good. My guy ain't playing around. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I was like, man, I know he talks a lot of shit, but he might actually have something going on. <laughs> he just keeps looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, like even three techniques in a second is like pretty decent for um, a martial artist. And to sustain that momentum is very hard because you're using a lot of energy if you're uh, if you're trying to go that fast for a long period of time. So normally you'll just see like spurts of like mm-hmm. fast techniques and stuff. Um, but like to sustain that it would be crazy. Oh, one one thing I one thing I remember talking about I think it was last month. And since you guys are like, I would consider, uh, what's a nice way of saying it? Uh, weebs? Is that, I mean, you guys consider yourself weebs? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. I just yeah. got back from a con. Yes, I am a fucking degenerate <laughs> weeb. <laughs> I'd probably put myself in that as well. Not as, okay, big, okay. as big as these two, but definitely that's I am. So what. What would you guys think about a martial arts? It doesn't have to be a real martial art, but like a, a, a style of martial arts where it has depictions of things that you've seen in anime and put it into a real life like sequence or move. Mm. I don't even know how to go about this because... Yeah. The outlandish aspect is 100% there, and I feel that. But a lot of the stuff I enjoy in that medium is based off real people, real experiences. Like, you kind of, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like Baki and... 
uh, Hajime no Ippo and Shoot Fighter Tekken. They're yeah. mostly. Oh yeah. Baki, I'm not going to include in this category because Baki is full fucking anime. There's <laughs> there's some history there, but a lot of what they do is utter bullshit. Yeah. But just I could just imagine seeing like someone trying to make a fighting style based on that stuff. It'd be be interesting to see. see what one off. One technique that came to my mind that actually got me thinking about this uh, was from One Punch Man, and it wasn't it wasn't Saitama. It was, um, I forgot his name, the the older White Fang. I think oh, his name oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, Garu's teacher. Yeah, yeah. So he has this technique called Flowing River Crushing Rock. Yup, and. I was messing around one day and I was like, I, I just remembered the scene where he like the different scenes when he used uh, the technique. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, you know, if you move it like this, you can build up the momentum and then you can come down and like, and then I realized it's an actual, like you could actually use it as a technique um, with like putting the, the knowledge of martial arts into it and to make it, an actual, you know, technique to use. So I tried it out. It's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> I want you call it as you're the one actually out here trying the moves you see in anime. He was the he was the guy Naruto running in middle school. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> well, that one. Wait, did, wait. When did it come out? When did Naruto come out to the oh, states? God, um... like, 2008 or something like that. Yeah, I uh, graduated no, that no, year. Way earlier than that. Way earlier than like, that. Sorry, no, that was. I think that was Shippuden. Yeah, no, I think that was maybe Shippuden that came out. Mm. Then, I remember uh, let's see. being a wee little kid seeing those shows come up. Hmm. Yeah, because I don't I, like. I don't remember Naruto coming out. I kind of like. I stayed um, away from it. Let's see Naruto release date. That's very early two thousands, or maybe very late nineties. No, it was early, it was early two it was early two thousand uh two thousand two. Yep. End of oh, two thousand two. So, so like when the Shonen Jump started getting popular or yeah, like uh, when around the, there? Uh what was it? Uh Toonami, Adult Swim, stuff like that was like really, really starting to uh pop off. Yeah, I remember, okay. um they used to open up Adult Swim with Naruto. Mm-hmm. And that was like really, really? literally like right after like all the Cartoon Network stuff was over, and it just goes straight into Adult Swim, and Naruto was like the first one. And that's why well, like, Adult Swim was like ninety percent anime. Yeah, yeah, that's like the yeah reason why I was able to see it back then was because it was so early in the Adult Swim section. Yeah, I was I wasn't allowed to stay up that late. <laughs> oh no! Right after Naruto was over, I would always have to be like go to bed. Not, you know, I was a bit, way a little kid. And like, okay, you're done. No, I, re- I remember watching like um, like Sailor Moon, Cardcaptor Sakura, uh, Dragon Ball Z, um, Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, what were some other ones in there? The Gundam Inuyasha. series. Inuyasha. Yeah. I remember seeing all those on Toonami. Remember... <laughs> During the night, if I fell asleep to watching TV, I would catch glimpses of Inuyasha here and there, but I never really st- stayed awake to pay attention because I would just drift right back up to sleep. 
You're like, oh uh, no, a schoolgirl's telling a, a demon to sit. Why does that old, little old man's face look like a flea? <laughs> oh, man. What, what, what was his name? Uh, his what what was it? Uh, Moroku, I think it was the character's name. The the monk. He was like one of my favorite characters in, in the show. I haven't really watched Inuyasha. I think I've seen like maybe five episodes. I haven't actually put in the time to watch it. Hmm. I hate that show so much. <laughs> I really don't have an opinion on I, it. I gave it an effort, but I found better stuff to watch. Yeah, I never really got into it. Never gave it a shot, so I have no opinion on it. I think I've watched more Bleach than Inuyasha. Um, I've I think I've only seen like three episodes of Bleach. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not I'm not huge into anime, but I do watch some on occasion. Then, then again, when I say that, everybody brings up that I've watched Food Wars. So, of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen but one the... episode of that, and the f- one episode is all I need. So I'm like, okay, this is a uh, this is pretty over the top, even for me. Dude, it uh, honestly, once you get past the the random people like having their clothes fly off and stuff, it's actually a pretty good show, and it does teach you some really good cooking techniques. It's pretty crazy how accurate the stuff is, at least the the stuff that I remember from it. I think that's but that's one that's thing that I hear about that one is that the the actual food and cooking methods can actually be used in real practice. Yeah. Which is pretty cool for an anime. And I'm, I, I I'm not watching hentai to get my recipes. <laughs> I was about to say, I'd rather just look it up. Food I don't need <laughs> to watch someone just take it one bite or eat this. About it, I won't be able to eat it. To <laughs> see one okay. person take a bite of the dish and all of a sudden they're having the biggest orgasm of their life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good. Funny talking about because my mind immediately went big. Oh, for I don't know if anyone else is older, it's just me. Oh my gosh, you guys bring out the worst in me. So, to to answer, because I I, I haven't answered the question, but I, I thought I was just thinking about it. Um, the question that I asked. Um, try, trying to reel us back in. Um, I would want to learn uh, ninjutsu because it's a very good martial art to learn for balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and with projectile throwing, I'm pretty bad at throwing projectiles. I'm not gonna lie. I've I've trained like I've done a little bit of training with it. Not the best. But to get like, oh, it's all in the flick of the wrist. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's um. So if I remember correctly, uh, with like, with throwing knives and things like that, um, you actually don't want to flick your wrist. Yeah, no, I was fucking with you. Keep that shit straight, because I, Mikey, I, I don't know if you did this too, but when um uh, when we go to the summer camp, uh, the scout camps, we would do the tomahawk throwing. Yeah, yeah. They were basically like, yeah, you keep you basically keep your wrist like straight. You just the rest of your arm is what's doing all the movement. Because if you change the trajectory, then it's just gonna go all fucky and flop wherever it hits. Yeah, yeah. I 
Daryl, do you mind if I make a quick recommendation to you? Uh, I don't mind. This question did make me think. I did think of a cool style, and I think you might like it. It's from a really old anime that's near impossible to find called Shoot Fighter Tekken. Street Street Fighter Tekken? Shoot Fighter Tekken. Shoot. Got it. So if you get on YouTube and look up Shoot Fighter Tekken Episode 2 Part 4, it brings into this fight scene about this uh, guy named Shingo Aoi who has a made-up grappling style that they made for the show. But it is really cool because he uses real-world practices, and it's kind of outlandish. It is anime, but in theory, everything makes sense. And some of the moves are really cool because they're <laughs> okay. not just standard setups. He'll be in a standing position, and when he goes in for a clinch, he'll drop low and put him into a roll to land a submission. And it's it's a really neat concept. And I, and while it's not one punch man over the top, it definitely hits that <laughs> fine line of just anime enough to be fake. But man, that'd be really cool if you saw that in real life. Uh, I I really like fighting scenes that are like that in anime, honestly. Just grounded enough to be believable, but over the top enough to really sell you that like on the roller coaster feeling. Exactly. No, like no, in, I, I, oh, go for it. Oh, I was gonna say like in Dragon Ball Z, like. You you see just like a torrent of uh, techniques being thrown here and there, and you don't even really see people fighting in that show mm-hmm. until you get to like. Well, I think it's actually in the in the early stages of the of Dragon Ball Z specifically because I didn't watch Dragon Ball much, um, but I believe Dragon Ball actually hit even better. But anyway, uh, like actual techniques being thrown in in the anime. And because like everybody knows like spirit bomb, Kamehameha wave, and all that kind of stuff, but like some of the techniques in there, like you could see like when they're landing or like the the weird uh, uh what what was it that um it, it was with the androids in Vegeta, I believe it was when Vegeta starts like is grabbed by uh, one of the androids and he and mm-hmm. he just like you know it typical arrogant Vegeta goes and starts like walking on top of their chest and then just oh. rips their arms out of their sockets. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that scene. Oh my gosh. It was, uh, I forgot what the fat Android, Android number was. 19. 19. That's one. There was, uh, the... yes, it was yeah. 19 because Jero turned himself t- into like 20. Oh, Okay. You got to check out Ken Yanashira then. Oh yeah, that that is a show. Uh, yeah, if you don't mind, DM me and DM me these because I'm gonna forget by the end of the of the podcast. Better idea, chat. Just start spamming him until he goes <laughs> and looks immediately because he won't answer the DM. I schedule a D and D game with him every week, and he calls me five minutes before he's late. Uh, okay, that was just this last <laughs> week, and that was. Canceled. You showed yeah. up to Tom's house when we canceled. <laughs> and we see this in the message in the chat going, "Oh, I just read the message right now." <laughs> uh, I got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> I believe you. That's why I'm going to drastic measurements and calling it reinforcements. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh shit. Uh. 
Unfortunately, I do not think we're going to catch Deej tonight, folks. Oh, no. Yeah. Should, um, uh, hey, uh, Brandon. Yeah, what's up? Should I, um, should I bring up the thing that I was talking to you about, or should we save it? Okay, because it sounds like we're kind of wrapping things up. Um, I actually have some awesome news. Um, Immediately after I'm done with this podcast, um, at at this time of recording, uh, I'm actually going to be going back to where I was at, and we are having a a martial arts meeting with a lot of um, high-level martial artists in the style that I'm at, uh, or that I'm doing right now. And tomorrow is going to be the inauguration of our of our um, new karate school, or sorry, martial arts school. Not we don't do karate there. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it's it's opening up tomorrow, which is pretty crazy, and we're just trying to get all the final things ready for it, and. Uh, we're just going to see who uh, who comes, and I'm really nervous, but I'm also really excited about it. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Man, it's, congratulations. That sounds like an yeah. endeavor and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be crazy, dude. It's um, I don't know if you guys, um, well, the, the local area here um, for the guys that are here, uh, the Power Inn Road okay. is where it's going to be on. Yeah. Okay. And uh, toward the South Sack uh, portion of it. And if you ever want to practice, just walk like 45 minutes up the road. Yeah, even that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, like it's for for those of you who are not um, versed in Sacramento shenanigans. Um, Sacramento, like South Sack is the worst part of Sacramento, and it gets pretty bad at times. It's not as bad nowadays, but like in the eighties and nineties, it was really bad, especially no with the like gang wars. Um, West Sec is started. kind of going downhill these days. You know? Don't don't even get me started. I work out it there. It's bad. Ugh. Yeah, but I'm I'm really excited for it. Um, we are in, we're working on the project um, as we speak uh, of this like at the time of this recording, and. Um, we're going to be trying to just show a new style to people and see how many people are receptive to it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be really fun. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Congrats on that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's something we've been working on for at least a couple of years now. So we're finally putting it into motion. That, that's gotta feel cool. Like getting, that big of a project and commitment just up and rolling. Yeah. And, um, one thing that kind of caught me off guard about it was, um, like when I was smaller, when I got into martial arts for my second time, cause a, a total time of three times over the life. Um, the second time when I was going into Kanja Kembo, I was like, like, what does it take to become a chief instructor of martial arts? Like how, how does somebody obtain that much information and, and like retain it and be able to show people like how to do it. And starting tomorrow, I get to be 
that example that I was like wishing and wondering about back then. So it's kind of like a like a little dream of mine almost coming to reality. Yeah, the student becomes the master. Hell yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, if um if you are in the if you guys don't mind me doing this. If you are in the Sacramento area, uh, you can always DM me um, either on YouTube, Discord, Twitch, wherever you want to do, Dirtle Kingdom. I can give you the information for it. Uh, we are calling the dojo slash martial arts school slash workshop environment, wherever you want to call it. doesn't really matter. We're calling it Singdo, um, which means the King's Way. It translates to the King's Way. And... Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole mess load of stuff. Unfortunately, we don't have enough time for me to go over it for the, the philosophy of, um, of it and everything, but it's a really well-rounded martial art. I highly recommend it to people. And I'm going to see if we can do virtual classes as well. Um, if that's possible, that way people from out of States, um, can participate as well. And, uh, yeah, it should be, should be uh, an awesome transition into a new chapter man that is absolutely wild i i can't wait to see where this goes especially being one of the local crew yeah uh, it, it's definitely going to be something cool to see especially a positive outlet in community specifically that is going to be a wild wild venture man are you good uh, uh yeah I'm, I'm 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 just laughing off mic uh, that's all yeah, I know. I got you on face cam. I'm watching okay. you. I see yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> we see what's going on. <laughs> uh, I'm just, yeah, I just, I straight up muted myself. <laughs> All I see is bands for haircut, bands for self promotion, bands for Sasquatch. <laughs> see, we got you on the fence now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, Chief Executive Lizard, do we, are we at time? Uh, yes, we hit that time. All right. We'll do this nice, clean, simple. Dirt on, if you remember from last time, I always do a final roll call, a goodbye note from each of us, and... If you have anything last minute you want to shout out, we'll save you for last. You've already done your little plug. We don't mind. I don't, we don't give a shit. We want uh, the best for you and anybody who comes to work with us. So I'm going to start off with my usual roll call sheet. I'll flip over to the page. Don't be doing shit while I'm not looking at your face. <laughs> I'm watching him. I'm watching him like a fucking hawk. All right. Since you're watching him, we'll start with... You specifically, because I just need to get your shit out of the way. <laughs> Closing notes, Frazier? More or less, I just gotta, like, I want to, now, after all we've talked about, I really want to go watch a lot of old martial arts movies, specifically Jackie Chan movies. Yo, Drunken Master, let's go. Hell yeah. Let's do a movie night. I'm down. I'm so down. I'm so down to watch Drunken Master again. We can actually get this to happen. It'd be great. Better idea. This will be much more profitable. Are we doing a Dirtle Kingdom walk or watch along? Um, unfortunately, since it's copyrighted material, material, you probably can't play it on stream. You don't know how a watch along works, do you? How what? A a watch along? 
It's a thing people do on Twitch. Oh, is like uh, it's off screen in a Discord, and they just see your reaction or whatever. Yeah, more of that, or you do the really old school one where you sync it up and do a New Year's countdown, and everybody hits play at the same time, and you just pop up and chat and Discord and hang out with each other. Hell yeah. yeah! As long as you a don't really have audio or video up on Twitch, you're good. Yeah, because they can get that... your ass. Oh yeah, they can. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> actually, no, I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> don't you say it. It's- the amount of times I've had to stop myself from singing something, especially Disney songs, like oh. I've had to, I've had to quell that, and it's just, uh, it's so hard sometimes. Oh, yeah, that, that, oh. that actually reminded me of something that actually happened in my film, but that we, they could save that for later. Oh man, she's you're telling me this shit. You know the friends. That I hang out with fucking Mikey DJ. These motherfuckers <laughs> will pull references and shit out of the drop of a hat and have to edit that shit out. You know, hey, the Barracuda one was in no way able to be copyright. That was so bad. It was so off key and we didn't even say any words. We were just humming like idiots. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways, moving along. Is that your wrap-up for your closing note, Frazier? Okay. (laughs) Cutting along to the Lizard King. It's been great. Uh, I always enjoy our time with Dirtle. We definitely need to do this more often. Hell yeah. It's been very informative. (laughs) It's always awesome being with you guys. And then before we... Close out completely. I'll do that part myself. Let's get the king on the throne, man. Closing notes and a goodbye from you, man. How are you going to close yourself out? Remember, everybody, to smash that follow button if you like this podcast. And if you want to see future podcasts, go ahead and type into either Spotify, YouTube, or any other place that has podcasts. No skill entertainment. With that, I appreciate the cameo appearance again onto the No Skill Entertainment Podcast. And if you'd like to check me out, I am a content creator myself. I am at the Dirtle Kingdom with D's instead of T's like Turtle. And you just type that into Twitch or YouTube or TikTok and you'll see my uh, handsome face. But with that, I appreciate all the time and effort that uh, has gone into this by this No Skill crew, by myself, and by everybody watching. So thank you so much for that, and I definitely appreciate it. Man, my co-host has been making it easy on me tonight. Um, Yeah, he did everything right. Thank you so much for everyone showing up. I've been No Skill Mike. We've been No Skill Entertainment. This is Dirtle Kingdom himself. Good night, everyone. Welcome to the Dirtle Kingdom. I love you. I love you.